Hello, I'm John Byram, and this is Simply Monroe. here at Simply Monroe. Today we've got a special guest, a fellow Monroe Countyan, a gospel singer extraordinaire, Mr. Greg Moses. We're going to be spending some time with Greg today and getting to know Greg a little better and maybe even hear a couple of his songs. So welcome, Greg. Welcome to Simply Monroe. Good to be here, John. Thanks. Well, let's just start at the beginning, buddy. Uh, where did you grow up? Tell us about the young Greg Moses. I grew up here in Madisonville. I was born in Fort Riley, Kansas. I was a uh, Army baby. Army brat, huh? Yeah, and moved here, uh, I think, before I was even a year old. We were back in Madisonville, and I've pretty much been here my whole life. Uh, lived a couple years in Athens, but uh, moved back here, bought a home after, after I got married, moved back up here, and been here ever since. Good deal, man. Now, I, I've listened to a couple of your songs, and uh, I've I got to tell you, I'm thoroughly impressed at your voice and uh, how much control you have over it. But what inspired you to get into to music? Uh, music has always been part of my my life as long as I can remember. Uh, I remember being a little kid. I, d I don't know how old I was, uh, very young, but I used to think I sounded like Johnny Cash. And uh, my uncle Richard recorded me one time and played it back, and and that really upset me because I didn't sound like, you didn't Johnny, sound Cash. like Johnny Cash. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been a part of my life for a long time. So who influenced you the most? I mean, is your is your family musical? You know, uh, mom and dad always sang uh, around the house and and in church, and uh, dad played with the guitar a little bit, and uh, always. Uh, you know, Mom was a big Elvis fan and uh, listened to a lot of Elvis growing up and uh, Charlie Pride. And, oh, yeah, I uh, love Charlie. You know, so uh, I was well-rounded in music growing up at an early age, I guess. Do you remember what the first song you ever learned was? The first song that I ever sang publicly, uh, I think I was around 13 years old, and uh, Virginia Hammondtree had asked me to sing uh, Rise Again. At uh, Westside Baptist Church, and that was a few years back. But uh, were you nervous? Oh yeah, I still get nervous sometimes. Do you really? I really do. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's easier for me to sing to you though than it is to talk. So, <laughs> well, how old were you when you discovered you could really sing? You could carry a tune. I guess about uh, about thirteen years old was when I when I started taking music a little more seriously. Uh, you know, I thought that. People might actually like to hear me sing some, and uh, of course, wasn't real confident with it then, and and honestly, still, I'm, I'm not real confident with it these days. But uh, well, you can't tell it by listening to your music. Well, thank you. Uh, what are your fondest musical memories growing up? I mean, I know you said your mother listened to a lot of Elvis. So did mine. Uh, I remember that. Uh, uh, Silver Threads and Golden Needles was a song that got played in my house a whole lot. But what are some of your fondest musical memories? Uh, I guess uh, the old uh, the old vinyl albums, you know, growing up, uh, you know, listening to the, the Christmas music. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name, Reeves. Uh, 
did a Christmas album. I, my mother used to play that one a lot. And uh, I think just, um, you know, used to, used to get up on Sunday mornings and watch the mall singing convention. And, oh, yeah, uh, Mr. Mall. You know, I, I just have so many musical memories as a, as a child that uh, it, it's hard to put a, number, uh, put a stamp on just one, you know. Well, tell our audience out there, how do you prepare for a song? I mean, do you pick your songs out according to uh, who, who sang them or who wrote them? Uh, how, do you, how, how do you choose what you sing? Most of the time uh, in the gospel genre, when I pick a song, it has to mean something to me. It has to strike a chord with me. If it doesn't, then I can't remember it. Uh, I can't remember the lyrics that well. But if it does, it, it, comes, it comes to me pretty easy. And uh, mainly, uh, yeah, there, I've been influenced by a lot of uh, particular artists, so to speak. But uh, generally speaking, uh, if I hear a song that really speaks to me that I like, then I, I'll find a way to, to get, get it done. Well, I know you're a big fisherman. I like to fish for those like crappies. Fish for crappie. When you're out on your boat and you're fishing, do you sing to yourself? Do you, uh, you know, is that something you do while you're fishing? Do you kind of combine your two hobbies there? Sometimes, sometimes, especially if I'm by myself. You know, right. I don't have a, don't have a partner with me, and uh, you know, the, there's a difference in fishing in the tournament on the weekend or fishing in the afternoon, and. Uh, don't sing much during the tournament day because we're pretty serious about what we're trying to do. But, uh, but yeah, I will. I will get back there, and sometimes uh, a friend of mine with me, and we'll we'll strike a song up and uh, just have fun, and enjoy the day. What steered you toward gospel music? I I grew up in church. That was the uh, yeah, that was my quickest, easiest outlet uh, to be able to enjoy music. Uh, it always was, um, you know, it just came natural because I, I was in the choir at a, as a teenager. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, like I said before, I'm not real uh, bold with, with that sort of thing. And so people kept pushing me, hey, you need to do this, you need to do this. And uh, finally I gave in and tried. And uh, gospel just seemed to be a natural fit for me. Did you try country? Did you try some of the other genres? I have not. I've sang a lot of country. Uh, I've sang a lot of southern rock. And, uh, gosh, I love a lot of music, R&B. Uh, but the, uh, the one opportunity, well, I've had a few opportunities, but the one major opportunity that I had to do some country music, I didn't have a, a complete set to do a, to do a show. And... Uh, so that, that kind of ruled itself out in a, uh, quickly. Well, I know that in, in previous conversations with you that you were involved in a gospel group a long time ago. Yes. Uh, tell us about that a little bit. I mean, singing individually and singing with a group are two, di two completely different things. Completely different. So tell us about your gospel quartet days. Uh, I sang with Pure Heart uh, out of Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia. Uh, they were originally out of uh, North Carolina. Uh, it was a uh, mixed quartet, uh, John and Sheila Thomas, husband-wife team, and Heather Craig, a uh, lady that lived there in Chattanooga. And uh, we, uh, John run an ad on, uh, gosh, it was, I can't remember what the website even was now, but uh, uh, he's looking for a, for a male vocalist, a lead singer, and I sent him a demo and went down and, 
I think we sang for about six years together. Really? Uh, I think so. So he obviously liked what he heard. He, he, uh, he, he tolerated me at the very least. <laughs> One of my best friends still today. Good deal. Now, did you guys tour the area? Yeah, uh, um, we did a lot of uh, did a lot in the Carolinas. Uh, right. I think the best I can recollect, we we hit uh, there was fourteen states that we that we were wow we were in a lot and, of traveling a lot of traveling. Uh, uh, a particular weekend would be we did a North uh, Panhandle in in Florida. And on down to Orlando, that was on Saturday night, and then on down to Orlando on Sunday morning. And then we were back in uh, Gainesville, Georgia for a Sunday afternoon service. Wow. And, you know, roll in 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, or 5, 5.30, and shower and head to work, 6.45. And uh, it takes a toll on you, you know. Uh, it does, and, doesn't uh, it? It sure does. Now, did you guys record? Yes, we had uh, we had a couple of uh, CDs out. Uh, we actually did one with um, uh, Nick Bruno uh, in Nashville, over in Hendersonville area, and uh, a Grapevine uh, record, I think, was was what it was released at. And uh, we also did uh, a remake of some of those same songs with uh, Sam Corley the Third, also in Hendersonville, and. Uh, so we did, we had a couple of albums out. You know, when you when you play and sing at that level, uh, the people you're talking about, that's a whole different experience, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. It uh, those folks, uh, they're no joke. They know what uh, what's going on. They don't waste time and uh, and demanding. They take it very seriously. They take it very seriously. Good deal, man. Well, we're going to listen to some of your songs, and we're going to take a break right now, folks. And when we come back. We're going to hear one of Greg's songs, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So this is Simply Monroe. At Mike Anderson Productions, you may know us as an award-winning music video producer for producing programs like In the Kitchen with Melissa Graves. Going down to Donna's Cafe. Or bringing you local video vlogs like Simply Monroe. We are here to share the incredible Did story. Did you know that Mike Anderson Productions also specializes in drone and HDR real estate photography? We offer professional photography services for real estate brokers and agents with an insured FAA licensed and certified drone pilot who is also a certified drone photographer by the Professional Photographers of America. Our real estate interior photos are shot utilizing the very latest methods in HDR photography and software processing. So now you know that Mike Anderson Productions specializes in drone and real estate photography. And we think that's big news.
time I hear that song, I hear something different. I'm just as impressed even more every time I hear it. So let's talk about this song just a little bit. Uh, What brought you to this song or what brought this song to you? This song is, uh, I really like the way this song flows. Uh, And, you know, as we were speaking earlier about traveling, uh, that that was what what it was all about is is telling the story of the gospel of Jesus uh, everywhere we went. Amen. you know, I've I've uh, disliked the style of the song, and so we added it to a to a CD. Uh, now, where was this recorded? It was recorded in Hendersonville. Uh, this is what you were talking about earlier. It was okay. yeah, it was a little later. Was the same guy was Sam Sam Corley the uh, third, okay. one heck of a musician. Uh, he's he's uh, not with us anymore, but uh, we mm. sure miss him. And how long ago was it you recorded this? I think it was in 2009, 2010. So uh, about 10 years ago. About 10 years ago. Because uh, I, I can tell that uh, when I heard when I first heard it, you were singing a little higher pitch than you do now. Is that yeah. a result of the 10 years? No, not really. Uh, just choice. Uh, I still have the, the upper range when I, when I need it. Uh, yeah, I'll testify to that. <laughs> I will testify to that. That's a beautiful song, and I hope you guys out there in the audience can uh, take a few minutes and listen to it because it's well worth the listen. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about Greg Moses. Do you practice? Do you sit down and, and say, I've got this song, I want to practice it? Yeah, um, especially if I have something upcoming, you know, I will, I will really work at it. Uh, during the, the, the COVID pandemic, you know, it's... Uh, it's kept my mind occupied. I will go and spend two or three hours uh, working on various music. Uh, I will try to find something that is in my lowest register, and then I will try to find something to push me in my highest register and, and just kind of build my vocal cords and the, the strength of them. I have noticed that, uh, listening to some of your songs that, that you've sent me, that you do have a range. How did <laughs> When did you discover that range? I mean, that that's an impressive range. Well, thank you. Uh, I really don't know. It's just kind of, I guess it just goes back to all of the different genres that I, that I grew up listening to. Uh, 
you know, Steve Perry, he's oh boy, he's yeah. up there. And yes. uh, when you try to sing some Journey songs along with the radio, I, I guess you stretch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one to reach for, Steve Perry. Uh, that is a good one. How often do you practice? I mean, what's your creative process? What's it like? You know, uh, sometimes I just don't have the the energy, you know, that I, that I need to practice, and I'll sit around and 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 maybe drink a cup of coffee and watch the news, check out a YouTube video, and uh, just all of a sudden, man, I'm not going to sit here anymore. So I, I'll, I'll go in my music room and uh, turn on the, the computer and find some karaoke, or I'll stick in some CD music from from years past and uh, just kill some time and uh, enjoy myself. Well, you know, Having been a musician myself, not much of a singer, but a musician, I know that I have to be inspired to practice. Yeah. I have to hear something that makes me want to sit down and say, I want to learn how to do that. Does that happen to you? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Tell us about that. You know, uh, some sometimes in, in, well, you know, we all go through different phases in our life, and something really happens to spark a thought, and the next thing you know, that thought turns into a hook, and before you know it, you've got a you've got a chorus and maybe a first verse written, and maybe it'll lay there for six months before you do anything else with it. But uh, that's that's kind of the the creative spark uh, is just from life events, what whatever they may be. Let's uh, kind of educate the audience here a little bit. You mentioned the word hook. That's the hook. Yeah. Now I know what that means, but why don't you tell the audience what that means to uh, a songwriter? A uh, hook to me, kind of, you know, it's just it's just a catchy little phrase that that it uh, that's gonna you're gonna base the song around, and uh, people are gonna get that in their head, kind of like a jingle that uh, that you hear on TV, and you, and you go and and you sing it all day, you know, and so yeah. that that hook is just something that gets in your head and you can't get rid of. Yeah, it's like those earworms yeah, that like you can't earworms. get rid of. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, I understand that. I just wanted to make sure the audience understood what that hook meant. Right. Um, what, what's the best advice you've ever been given when it comes to either songwriting or singing? Uh, both both the songwriting and the singing uh, is let it come from your heart. Uh, Amen. If you don't... Uh, if you don't believe in what you're singing, you're not going to present it to the people in a fashion that they'll believe it. And the same way with writing. Uh, I'm not an accomplished writer by any means, but, uh, you know, I have uh, six songs in the BMI registry and uh, have got a, a small check from it before, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's something that really makes you vulnerable to me as an artist. Mm -hmm. uh, Singing a song that John wrote is great, but singing a song that Greg wrote and you don't know how people are going to respond to it, and you know, it just kind of makes you real vulnerable. Yes, it does. But what would you, how would you determine what's a good song that you've written? I mean, is it something that you like or something, do you look at it as, will the, well, you know, will the audience like this or do I like it? That's, that's kind of a, that's kind of a, a a good spot there is you want both you want to mm -hmm. like it of course but uh you know it doesn't it doesn't do any good uh, to fall on deaf ears if you can't get their attention and present the message that you have through that song whatever song it may be and uh 
so I guess I guess the main the main force of that would be to try try to present the song that the audience will like without losing the integrity of the song that that you were received the song in I guess so to speak. I understand that that's a good point to make. You know, you want to keep the essence of the song there and hopefully the audience will like You're it. Right. Um, well, let me ask you this. Do you have a favorite song that you like to perform? Gosh, that would be a tough one. Uh, you know, I've the probably the most requested gospel song that I've that I've done uh, through the years was "The Anchor Holds." Mm. Uh, that that's a really popular song. Uh, like I say, most most where most places I go, people ask me to sing that one. Uh, and uh, a song that I've never performed in front of an audience uh, that is probably the most fun to sing is Witchy Woman by the Eagles. By the Eagles, <laughs> sure. But uh, That's kind of in your wheelhouse right yeah, there, isn't kinda, it? Vocally? I kind of like that one vocally, yes. That's good, though. Now, let me ask you this. Do you target your audience? I mean, a gospel audience is a very select audience. Yeah. Uh, you know, and is that the audience you target, or is that just something that that makes that you feel good about? Or tell me about that. Well, in in uh, in a particular setting, we'll say uh, I may have, and I always would uh, would go over my songs that I had prepared. I usually would have way more songs prepared than I could actually sing right. in a in a spot, mm -hmm. and then I would kind of let the audience dictate where I would go with, with, uh, in that setting. Some, some churches like a little more upbeat songs and some churches like the, the slower, steadier songs. And right. so I would try to accommodate the audience accordingly. How do you do that? I mean, do you know, do you have a feel for it when you get there? <clears throat> yeah. You, you just kind of get a feel for okay. it and, and you can watch, uh, you can watch the response of the audience and mm -hmm. uh, see how they're responding. And after you've done it for a while, you can kind of, you can kind of relate it to a previous situation, and okay. uh, you, you say, "Okay, this this song right here, I'm going to have to revert back to a little more southern gospel here, or I can get a little more progressive." Right. All right. Speaking of progressive, we're going to take a break right now, folks, and hear from our sponsors. But when we come back, we have a treat for you. We've got Greg's latest video done by Mike Anderson Productions, and we'll see that as soon as we come back. At Mike Anderson Productions, you may know us as an award-winning music video producer for producing programs like In the Kitchen with Melissa Graves Going down to Donna's Cafe or bringing you local video vlogs like Simply Monroe. We are here to share the incredible Did story. you know that Mike Anderson Productions also specializes in drone and HDR real estate photography? We offer professional photography services for real estate brokers and agents with an insured FAA licensed and certified drone pilot who is also a certified drone photographer by the Professional Photographers of America. Our real estate interior photos are shot utilizing the very latest methods in HDR photography and software processing. So now you know that Mike Anderson Productions specializes in drone and real estate photography. And we think that's big news. Welcome back to Simply Monroe, folks. Now we've got a special treat for you. 
a video that Greg just recently recorded with Mike Anderson's Productions, and it's called Precious Memories. So let's take a look. Scenes unfold 
sacred scenes unfold Precious memories Sacred scenes Welcome back to Simple Monroe, folks, and we hope you enjoyed that first look at Greg's new video, Precious Memories, uh, done by Mike Anderson Productions, I might add. Greg, tell us about that video. Uh, I was there that day it was recorded, so uh, uh, I know it was cold out there it on that was. water. It was a little cold, little cold day on the water. Uh, the temperature was nice till we got on the water, and uh, <laughs> it was a really, it was a really good time. It was fun. It was enjoyable. Uh, Two of my favorite activities, being on the boat fishing and uh, and singing. And singing. Well, I know we, we got lucky on that one because if you recall the day before, it was terrible weather. And yes, the day it after, it was terrible yes, weather. Yes, it was. But that one window that we had We had a wonderful. nice window, didn't we? We sure did. Now, this song, Precious Memories, uh, that's an old song. That's an old song. Uh, I played that song for my mother. She immediately knew it. And she said, by the way, to tell you that she really enjoyed it. Well, thank it. you. Thank you. Uh, tell us about how upbeat, how you came about this this upbeat style of Precious Memories. Well, uh, I can't take credit for hardly any of that, John. Uh, Mike Anderson created the soundtrack and did all the music, which was amazing, by the way. Uh, uh, outstanding. It is. And Mike had asked me to, uh, to take a listen and... Uh, put some vocals down and we see her, see where it went and uh, told me just to have my, my way with where the words go and uh, I think that uh, with some help from Mike along the way that uh, it turned out pretty good. I th Mike I, did awesome. I think it turned out very, very well. But let's talk about that song just a little bit and the way you did it because, it, you know, it's not your typical Southern gospel uh, song. Right. I mean, it is an old Southern gospel song, but not the way you did it. Uh, is that something you're looking forward to doing is taking these old traditional gospel songs and doing them that way and maybe That's, adding some of your own? Sure. That would be, that would be nice. It'd be a, be a nice change. Uh, you know, as I said earlier, my, my music background is vast and in, in that <laughs> I like a whole lot of different styles and, uh, uh, you know, you can't really name a genre hardly that I don't have a, an interest in. And uh, to add that flair, uh, yeah, I just I just enjoy it. Yeah, something a little different. Well, being an old rock and roller myself, <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed that song. And Mike did a, a, an excellent job with, with the music on it. I, is it what you thought it would be? I mean, is it, is it more than what you thought it would yes, be? Yes, uh, the response has been way better than I anticipated. Not because the of any of the music, it's just, uh, I could not imagine. Uh, last look, we're around almost 13,000 views. and That's phenomenal. That's outstanding, I could not imagine. And, uh, and that's just Facebook. That don't count Facebook. any of the other right. social media, right? Uh, I mean, I, I was terribly impressed by that. So are you looking for other songs to do in that style? You know, I'm, I'm pretty well open to anything. Uh, once again, you know, if uh, if a song, and that would be a great a great item to to do, John, would be some you know some older songs that uh, people can relate with, right? And just juice them up a little bit, so to speak. And uh, 
Nothing wrong with the words that they've written, you know, a not long a time wrong. ago. Not a thing wrong with it. I'm telling you. Well, tell me, Greg, what's next for you, buddy? Where do you go from here? You know, I'm not real sure uh, what the future is going to hold. Uh, Where would you like for it to go? Well, when this pandemic's over, I would like to be uh, at different venues. Uh, you know, I love to be around people, love to sing, and... Uh, you know, the opportunities that uh, present themselves, I'm going to try not to overbook myself, but right. um, yeah. because I kind of did that before, you know, and uh, you can't go exactly as many times as people ask you to. You have to be selective when you work a full-time job. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to try to meet as many of those opportunities as I get. So how could we get in, how could anyone get in touch with you to, to do a booking? You can reach me on Facebook, of course. All right. And, uh, my phone number, uh, you could reach me by cell phone, text, or uh, or call. And uh, my number would be 423-519-9072. And just reach out and give me a call, and we'll see what the calendar holds and uh, what the future holds. Well, if any of you folks out there in our audience want to hear Greg sing some more, you just heard his number. Now's the time to call him. <laughs> uh, well, Greg, listen, I, we've enjoyed the time that we've spent here talking to you and getting to know you better and your music uh to me buddy is uh the sky's the limit well, thank you, as bro. far as your voice is concerned so uh is there anything anything particular anything special you want to say to our audience here before we go i just like to say hi to all my grandkids uh that's pretty sweet <laughs> Which you've got you've got two new ones I've right got two new ones yeah. uh, congratulations on that so folks we're going to wrap it up here with greg moses today we've enjoyed our time with him I'm John Byram, and this is Simply Monroe.